Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. So today we have another special guest. Our special guest is Vasco Duarte, coming to us all the way from Helsinki, Finland. Vasco, welcome to Troubleshooting Agile. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. I, I think you're very brave because you're coming on <laughs> to talk to us about Scrum Masters. And, and I'm well known for, for not understanding Scrum Masters, so I'm really hopeful that you can explain Scrum Masters to me. Yeah, I'm sure we will dive into that. Fantastic. One, one, one question, uh, Vasco, just for our audience to help understand. Can you just give us a bit before we get into this about uh, who you are and um, why we should talk to you and listen to you about, about Scrum Masters? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so some of your listeners, because they listen to podcasts, will probably have heard me on the Scrum Master Toolbox podcast, which is a daily podcast for Scrum Masters, uh, inviting them to, uh, of course, reflect, learn, but also take action every day and make their part of the world a better place. Um, and uh, also other people might have known me from the No Estimates uh, conversation, something that a few of us started uh, way back when in 2012 and uh, from then on uh, started developing ideas and, and approaches that allow our teams to work and deliver reliably and frequently without spending all of that time in those boring estimation meetings. Uh, that's <laughs> maybe a topic for another episode, though. <laughs> oh, it would be a wonderful episode. I'm a big fan of uh, not estimating. Great. Uh, well, now, one of the things I think was very intriguing here is... is uh, we mentioned Squirrel as, as, as I think has a bit of skepticism uh, about the Scrum Master role. And, uh, but you used a very interesting word. You, you talked about the aspirations that Scrum, you think Scrum Masters should have, what they should be aspiring to. And you have a, a call to arms for them. That, that sounds great. That sounds very radical and, and energizing. What is this? What, what, is, what is it you see that you have this vision for what Scrum Masters could be that, that you don't find commonly today? Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the the story starts with uh, some company. I'm sure you guys have worked in uh, with many of those companies that decide to adopt Agile, right? And uh, they start a transformation, uh, which you guys also talk a lot about here on the podcast and in your book. Um, that transformation typically starts with uh, hiring or either recruiting or or as consultants, Agile coaches that come in and help that transformation get started. But so far, so good. The problem starts when Agile coaches leave the company because they are in for a contract or, you know, they are maybe working with the leadership team and are not working with the teams anymore. And of course, the Scrum Masters are left to pick up the pieces. Now, if you are lucky enough, there are no longer project managers in that organization. And then Scrum Masters really have to do all of the work that was done previously by project managers. Some of the work that was done previously by middle managers, we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. And unfortunately, work that was done by agile coaches as well, like, for example, helping teams adopt the right technical practices over time to develop their product. Uh, now, this is a lot of responsibility. And uh, what I see is that many Scrum Masters are not ready to take that responsibility. Some of that because of their own responsibility, because they, they didn't learn those things and therefore they're you know uh, unable to, to push those ideas and those conversations that the transformation requires forward. But there's also another problem. And the other problem is that they don't really have the visibility at the decision-making levels in the company because the, all of that was going to 
the change agents and agile coaches that were there hired to start and lead that transformation. And of course, when they leave, who are these scrum masters and why do we have so many of them? That's, that's, a, that's literally a phrase I heard from a CEO who ended up firing all of his scrum masters because he had the same view that Squirrel has. I don't know what these scrum masters do. Well, I've got news for you. If you don't show what you're doing to your decision makers, they're going to think you're doing nothing, right? So we really need to wake up as Scrum Masters and understand that it is our responsibility to be part of that transformation conversation, to work together with Agile coaches, obviously, while they are there, but then to continue that work with leadership with um, uh, middle management and across departments to guarantee that the transformation doesn't end because once all scrum masters go away, you know what happens next. You probably have seen this happening in in some of your clients. You hire an army of project managers. And guess what project (laughs) managers do? They put you back into waterfall because that's how project management works. So uh, this is music to my ears because I think it sounds fantastic to give a call to arms for uh, Scrum Masters to be relevant. And I often find them irrelevant because I find them in kind of the, the, the late stage where they've kind of been, maybe a bunch of them have been fired, I'm not sure, but they they are trying to function or they've given up functioning in the ways that you've, you've described and it's really not working. Uh, the problem is I'm also not a big fan of agile coaches. So when you say <laughs> they should be agile coaches, yeah, you haven't convinced me yet. So what what do what do these people do Con- concretely? What is different at the end of the day when an effective scrum master, let's stick to that role, has has finished his or her work? What what has improved for the team? I, and I, I want to be clear for folks who are listening who might be r- r- vigorously writing to us about you know squirrels all wrong. I I'm willing to believe that scrum masters are fantastic. I this is a genuine question. I just haven't found out what they do yet. So if you could help me, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah. So first of all, I'm not asking Scrum Masters to be Agile coaches. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, I'm I'm writing or I'm drawing a very clear line between those two roles and stating up front that they have different responsibilities, different focus, and of course, different measures of success for what they are doing. Uh, what I am saying, for example, and let me start from the article that I wrote that tries to clarify what my vision is for the Scrum Master role. So I wrote an article recently in in the scope of an event I'm organizing, the Scrum Master Summit. And uh, I was basically saying that Scrum Master is the role where future CEOs go to learn to be CEOs. And let me put that argument forward. Uh, That article is based on a podcast episode with Alan Mulally, who was the CEO of Boeing and Ford, Uh, And when he was at Ford, uh, actually helped the company turn around. He describes one of the meetings where he was, and uh, he's uh, looking at his results, and Ford is about to lose 17 billion with a B US dollars that year. And he's looking at his direct reports, all, of course, high-powered executives, and every one of them is giving them a green uh, light for everything (laughs) that is going on in the company. Now, you ask yourselves... How is it possible that everything is A-OK and we're still losing $17 billion a year? Of course, that's not possible. So what does a great Scrum Master do in that situation? And I've been as a Scrum Master in many of these situations as well, where everybody's saying everything is fine, everything is, is dandy here. And of course, you know it isn't. And what Alan did was he patiently waited for the first team member to say, hey, uh, I've got a problem and I need help. 
And here's what he did. This is a CEO, you know, one of the most famous CEOs in, in, in the whole of the U.S. industry, leading two of the biggest uh, industrial complexes in the, uh, from the U.S. And he starts clapping. That's what he does. He doesn't do a big speech. He doesn't uh, chastise the people who didn't uh, share their first red light. He just claps. He rewards the behavior that he wants to see all other team members. Because don't forget, Alan Mulally is running a lar large business. He doesn't actually do anything. It's the people that work for him that do the work. Of course. That sounds exactly like a scrum master, by the way. And he models and encourages the right behavior. And of course, helps the team then collaborate and find a solution for that team member who was in trouble. And lo and behold, after that, a lot more team members were happy to come forward and share their challenges and get help from other team members. Uh, one of the most difficult jobs of the Scrum Master is that of being patient. And I can understand why Squirrel thinks that some patient Scrum Masters might not do anything. But here's the thing. The role of the Scrum Master is not to do for the team what the team needs to do for itself. It's to create the conditions to start the conversations, to ask the questions, to uh, look around and see what they can use to probe the team to actually take responsibility for the work that they're doing. So if you ask me, Squirrel, what, what is one of the big differences I see between a great uh, Scrum Mastered team and a not so great Scrum Mastered team, let me put to you two contrasting ideas. I'm sure you guys have been in many executive team meetings. Oh, yeah. Now, if you look at those, you will quickly recognize that they are the they are not the most well facilitated meetings. Uh, they tend to go on and on and on and on until somebody, typically the highest ranking person in the room, say, "Okay, let's adjourn. What are our next steps? Let's meet again tomorrow or next week, depending on the urgency of the topics being discussed." And um, they, they don't tend to be very well structured in the way they address the topics. They probably don't have a backlog. It's just whatever is important at that time. Uh, they define OKRs that they never follow up because, you know, OKR is a process that HR is pushing. So why should I worry? I manage my team my way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you look at great agile teams and they are exactly the opposite when it comes to how they deal with their meetings. They are very structured. The meetings are limited in time on purpose. For example, daily standup is limited to, you know, five to 10 minutes, uh, depends on, you know, depends on the team, depends on the length of the sprint and so on. They are uh, very responsible with the time, so much so that they plan their work in very clear um, time boxes. And if you're doing Kanban, they have a very clear cadence and they stick to it. They are very disciplined about learning how they improve their work. Uh, they tend to uh, be very collaborative and, and solve each other's problems or help each other solve problems. So these are contrasting teams, one with no scrum master. And I would argue that leadership teams are the ones that most need a scrum master in the team. And uh, another team, a development team that is uh, very disciplined, that delivers regularly, that learns and listens to the people around them, whether they are stakeholders, other teams, or even customers. And, and that's a difference a scrum master can make. Got it. Can I try to say that back to you, Vasco, and just check that I've understood it correctly? Would that be all right? Sure. 
Cool. So if I understood you right, what the Scrum Master does is listen to the team, observe where there are challenges that the team might or might not be aware of, help to clear those obstacles, make sure that the team runs smoothly, follows processes effectively, sticks to its values, and um, uh, delivers on time. Is that an accurate description? Did I miss anything there? Uh, so I, I would say that that's exactly what I said, but it's not the essence of the role. A Scrum Master does all of those things, but the way I would describe uh, my role as a Scrum Master, now I'm talking about myself, not in general, mm -hmm. but I think that my role as a Scrum Master is to help teams reach a level of performance that they themselves didn't think was possible. Fantastic. So improve the team's performance. We could add that to the list I had. Is that then fair? Do we have the whole picture? Uh, well, uh, of course, I mean, if you just uh, look at that in that way, that's not what I said, but these are the same words, right? So I said, take the team to a level of performance that they didn't think was possible. It is not merely just improving performance because that, that gets us back to the language of you push on them something that they need to do. And that's totally different from helping Very good point. level of performance that they didn't think was possible. Excellent. So what we would add is that we help the team to achieve a level of performance they didn't think was possible. And then the other things that I said, is that accurate? Did I miss anything? Yeah, I've, absolutely. Excellent. Sounds good. So, uh, well, actually, folks, we're going to stop troubleshooting Agile this week, right here in the middle of Vasco's exciting points and, and my interesting debate with him. And we're going to make you come back next week just so that we can keep to our nice, short, uh, format, which you guys tell us you really enjoy. Of course, you can find out more from us if you want to continue the discussion at conversationaltransformation.com. So go and find us there for uh, Twitter and email and all kinds of different ways to, to engage. But you're going to have to wait till next week. I promise it'll only be next week when you can hear the end of this very interesting uh, discussion with Vasco. So thanks and uh, come and find us next week. Mm -hmm.